0: Welcome to the Secret to My Success show. Our guests will inspire, educate, and motivate our listeners who own a business or dream about being a business owner. Today's guests will share their stories and the secrets to their success. They have valuable insight with what they went through to start and grow their business. They will share the good, the bad, and the ugly. I promise it will be fun and valuable. Later in the show, former Major League Baseball player Luis Aliseo will be here talking to former celebrities and athletes about their transition from fame to being
1: hands-on business owners. My name is Alan Bornstein. And I'm George Cruz. I'm kind of like the sidekick, but I'm better looking, younger, and funnier than Alan. Anyways, Alan and I will be with you throughout today's show, getting insightful information. We believe you can learn from the successes and failures of today's guests. Each has unique and insightful experiences. This is the MBA program for those that graduated from the School of Hard Work and want to excel as business owners.
0: Good morning, this is Alan and George with Secret to My Success. George, say something fun. Yes. That's about as much fun as we're getting out of George this morning. This morning. Mike, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm around,
2: sure. You're around? I'm Mike. around, I'm always around. When am I not? Mike, that's True. quite a floral jacket you have on today. Well, I'm, it's a celebratory jacket. I rappelled down 19 stories yesterday.
1: Yeah, really? and that's a reason to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. To
2: raise money for Habitat for Humanity. I was uh, hopping exactly. down Phillips Point.
1: You terrifying. don't know this? I do know this.
2: That is so awesome, and you didn't fall. I well, I'm here now. So I mean, I, I if it would wearing a red jacket, if I was going to
1: hide injuries, there you go. True, or the brown pants—they so, hide blood So, so, so hold on, let me out. get this right. Yeah, you
0: actually rappelled down
1: 19 stories.
0: Yeah, Phillips Point. What's
2: Palm. Right, right? You're the fun. Evening.
0: But some little kidney stone put you in a hospital for how many days? It was in there for three days.
2: And right. it was no little kidney stone. Right. That was like the Citizen Kane of it kidney was, It stones. was a it kidney was a holding.
0: holding. Okay. Yeah. Well, we could talk about this forever, but we're not going to. We actually have with us a guest. We have Robert Butwin, who is the author of Street Smart Networking. Is that correct?
3: That is correct.
0: So, Robert, let's get started. Before you are an author, what made you the
3: expert in your area? continually doing it over and over again. I mean, this what I'm doing now wasn't what I ever expected to do. And let me real quickly explain that. Um, our family started the high school award cheerleading jacket business in the 1930s. Oldest son, third generation, always expected to run that business. The problem was there's was too much family in the family business. So <laughs> ultimately, I had to figure out um, how to pivot. This was back in the, uh, about 1985
1: in that area. George, what year were you born? 1996.
3: Oh, okay, long before George.
0: Long before George. So in long. 1985, uh, you
3: pivoted. I, yeah, I was born in 1952, the year of Mickey Mano's rookie card, which now is worth over a million dollars. Wow.
0: And you, of course, had some family member that was kind enough to shove one in your bassinet for you to keep when you grew up, right?
3: <laughs> Nothing? I only wish.
0: Okay.
4: Yeah, that's too bad.
3: I I started like Joel. Can I say my mom uh, gave away my baseball cards? uh, There was my family inheritance. Nice.
0: So let's hear. What did you pivot to when you left the family business?
3: You know, I got involved in networking. I look at myself as a professional networker. You know, I made my money in direct marketing. Uh, The defining moment in my life was listening. And for your listeners that might not be familiar with this, a cassette tape by Wayne Dyer called No Limit Person. And where that was instrumental is I started to take, realize the responsibility for where I was. You know, Once you take responsibility for what is, you can take it for what will be. But most people are in a state of denial, and I love the acronym of denial, don't even notice I am lying. And they're lying to themselves by not taking responsibility. So I started Realizing my shortcomings, it started my path on a different um, route.
0: Robert, I'm a dinosaur. I have an old dial phone that i believe in the office to remind everybody that at one point we were dinosaurs. And we had a gentleman that had been working with us, and he asked me to join networking groups. And I said, buddy, you just want me buying you lunch and breakfast. Get on the phone, rub it against your ear, make it your best friend, and call everyone you know or I will use that phone to beat you with it. 90 days later, we had to fire the guy because he couldn't close the door. True story. So I'd like to hear your definition of the change of what is the difference between networking, marketing, and sales.
3: Well, you know, my parents were talking about dinosaurs. They were good friends with Harvey McKay, who I looked at as the grandfather of networking. You know, he was the ultimate network. And I... um, good friend of mine was Larry Benet, and everybody would also always tell me I was an excellent networker. So to me, networking is the art of meeting people. And unfortunately, one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they network is their focus on the transaction rather than a relationship. The key to taking a look at networking is sort of like opening a bank account. You need to make a deposit before you can make a withdrawal. So to me, it's about developing solid relationships. We've all heard the expression, your net worth is in direct relationship to the value of your network. So you know, to me, it's like, how do you A, expand your network, or B, and more importantly, how can you bring value to the key people within your network? Sales is a transaction. You know, it's, I've got this, I'm gonna sell you that. Um, and most people really don't want anything to do with selling you know I mean I've been as far back as I've been could remember people used to tell me I could sell ice to Eskimos now I've never tried that but I totally believe I could but you know marketing is more of how you position brand and there's many different aspects of marketing Um, but it's you know today in relationship to everything that's going on it's breaking through the noise in the marketplace so that you've got top-of-the-mind awareness. So people recognize whatever it is that you're trying to promote,
1: and it's got the po- a positive image in the mind of the consumer. Robert, Robert, um, so with our show, we focus primarily, we, we talk to business owners, we talk to business professionals, those that are thinking about starting their own businesses, um, small to medium-sized how important would you recommend networking to these new business owners? To me, it's on the top of the list.
3: I mean, I'm still doing it, and I'll do it, you know, I'll never retire. I going mean, to always network because, again, it's like I focus on how to develop new relationships, referral relationships. I mean, I don't think that there's anything more important than networking, and today I believe it's easier than ever before because you've got a huge list. And I'm happy to send that list to you of many different networking Zoom calls. Then you've got Clubhouse. You've got LinkedIn as far as a different platform. But the key is no matter which platform that you use, meet people however you meet them and develop a real relationship with them. Ask questions. Listen to them. Figure out how you can be of service and value. I mean Networking is very important.
0: Robert, this is Alan. What I find now is COVID pandemic has moved a lot of this stuff on the Zoom. So there's a whole lot more meetings. There's a whole lot more activities that you can have. And I think the one mistake that a lot of people make is they try and go to everything they can. I think at some point you run out of time. I think you have to value each one of these marketing groups or networking groups that you're in. Pick the ones. Find ones that are equal. And get rid of the ones where there's just a whole bunch of people trying to suck the life out of you and they're looking for things from you rather than having no desire to ever help. Your thoughts?
3: Hundred percent agree. Uh, I mean we all have an ROI, we turn on investment of our time. Our know, time is most important commodity commodity. I think you need to balance the things that you do. You know, and, and as you're saying, you got all these networking on Zoom, then you got clubhouse which again can suck, you know, it can be a time drain if you're not effective in what you do. So, um, and you guys started off talking about fun. People can, you know, people are very transparent today. They can read right through in relationship how you communicate with, with them. So it's very important to be fun, be transparent, authentic, and figure out how you can be of service and value to other people.
0: Robert, how would people get your book, Street Smart Networking?
3: All they have to do is email me at butwin at at gmail.com. You know, one of my taglines whenever I'm speaking, I say, just remember, my name's Robert Butwin. And with Robert, you do nothing but win, B-U-T-E-W-I-N at gmail.com.
0: Now i got to tell you, that's such an interesting look at your last name because we're talking about it beforehand without trying to be rude, but we're thinking that you took a lot of abuse as a child with the last name of Butwin. Is that true?
3: Well, let me answer it to this way. I never recognized it. Now, I always made, I, I took the positive in, when I was going through college, I had the nickname Butts, you know, and we had Butts as Butch. My son was different. He took offense to it. He did not like our last name. When he was growing up, but again, it goes back to what Zig Ziglar used to always say: "Make uh, make lemonades out of lemons." You know, so
1: I to me, I, it's always been a positive. There you go.
0: I, I loved how you spun that with Robert. You do nothing but win. I love that. That I is like awesome.
1: That. It's a way better version.
0: Thank you for sharing that with us. I apologize if we've said anything that you might have considered inappropriate, <laughs> but we're so glad that you're here and that you've got some valuable skills and that. Your book can help people get this thing going off the ground, whether they're in a business or about to start a business, or they wanna grow their business.
1: How can people reach you, Robert?
3: You know, the best the best way to reach me is through email, because today, you know, it's like, my guess is my most frequent caller is the same as your most frequent caller, scam likely. And let me ask you, do you even pick up the phone, if it's a phone number that you don't recognize? My guess is the majority of the people don't today because they're so being bombarded because with everybody selling data, you know, you get tired of being pitched to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can always look me up on LinkedIn and send me a note there. Letting me. Do know you have a website? Me. Um, I don't. I use LinkedIn. I've got a business card. I'm going to be creating a website, but I just, you know, to me, the website, then you've got to do search engine optimization, have people find you. My reputation attracts people to me in referrals.
0: We've got a guy for you. His name is Alan Miner. He was on our show, and he does really cool small business websites at a fraction of what anybody else would charge. I think it's webmart 50 50. 50. Yep. com. Alan will take good cool. care of you if that's what you're interested in. Tell him that we sent you. You got it. Robert, once again, thank you for being with us, and we appreciate all your information, and we hope that our followers and listeners will get some value out of the things that you're saying in your book, Smart Street Smart Networking.
3: Sounds good. Glad to be a, a guest, and hopefully there was certain, something that I said that will be of value to your listeners.
1: Everything you said was of value, 100%. I think our listeners are going to get a lot of information from... Um, from our conversation. So we're very happy that we were able to get you onto the show.
3: Great. Make it a great One
1: last thing, you know, today
3: with everything going on, people need hope. And I love the acronym of hope, which is helping other people every day. And then the next part is helping other people elevate, change their consciousness. You know, and the more that you can do that, if nothing else, you're going to live a life of fulfillment.
0: There you go. Hope got to like it.
3: Thanks again, Robert. Okay. Take care.
5: When it comes to health coverage, you want solid value from a trustworthy company you can rely on. Florida Blue offers Medicare Advantage plans that can help you get more out of your health coverage. And don't you want more? call apple insurance at 888 my blue eight today to speak to a licensed agent about your medicare advantage options that's 888 my blue eight apple insurance and florida blue call 888 my blue eight today
6: florida blue
2: is an independent license of the blue cross and blue shield association workgroup payroll. We love small business. From one part-time employee to 300, we want to be your payroll partner. If you have questions about employment taxes, PPP forgiveness, or employee retention credits, we can help. Your business can be getting up to $5,000 per employee for 2020 and $7,000 per employee per quarter for 2021. Let's talk about how that works for your business. Call 561-953-2007. Would you rather get better service and pay less? or less service and pay far more. It really will take less than 10 minutes to save over 20% switching to workgroup payroll. We make switching easy. Get the service you deserve, the price you like. If you are using a large national payroll service, we want to help you. Call 561-953-2007.
7: Hi. Hi. Or Landing Financial Group. If potential tax increases in the future have been a concern of yours and you haven't done any real tax planning, I urge you to go to planwithlanding.com and download our complimentary guide Are You Paying Too Much Tax in Retirement? Or you can always call us at 561 229 0009. Again, that's planwithlanding.com. Landing Financial Group provides insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through A Wealth Management LLC.
0: We have another wonderful guest this morning. We have Allison Deween. Did I butcher your last name, Allison?
8: You did. I did? No, you got it right.
0: Oh, I didn't butcher it? Oh, there you go. Deween. Is that your married name?
8: Um, no, that's my maiden name. People need to Google me.
0: They need to Google you? <laughs> <laughs> so I kept it. So you're Deween. I love that last name. It just doesn't sound that way the way you spell it, right?
8: Yeah, you know, I get that all the time. You're probably the first person ever who's gotten it right.
0: Well, George kind of guided me beforehand, so I I can't take all the credit for it.
1: I see.
0: Allison, let's talk about you. You are president of Intersection Online, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. How long have you done that?
8: Uh, March will be 20 years. Oh, my God.
0: 20 years?
8: That's a long time.
0: And where are you originally from?
8: A very small town outside of Buffalo, New York, called Arcade, like the video game.
0: Arcade. So tell me, Buffalo, New York... What's the one Buffalo Wings place that you like more than any out of Buffalo, New York? It's not the Buffalo Wings.
8: Uh, no brainer, the Anchor Bar in Buffalo. Yeah? The, the original house of the Buffalo Wing.
0: The original. And are you a fan of the only New York football team?
8: Uh, I was. You was? Not much into it now. Um, realized quickly when I moved to South Florida that it was more about the, the pizza and the beer than the game itself. Um, on that note, I continue to enjoy beer, not so much pizza. Well,
0: we do have good beer down here, but we don't have really great pizza down here. I'm from Connecticut, and there's Sally's and Pepe's. There were some really good pizza places. <laughs> and in, in Buffalo, did they have good pizza?
8: Yeah, you know, everything up north food-wise seems to be a little bit better, but that's really all I miss from that area.
0: That's it, nothing else?
8: Not really. Maybe the leaves changing
0: right i was just talking to somebody about this that i've been down here in florida for 23 years and i cannot account for time i don't remember if something was five years ago three years ago seven years ago because without <laughs> the change of seasons it seems like everything blends together
1: it really does it I really think, does i think you're just old no you just, you just don't remember you just
0: accused allison of being old no I said, you just did. i just said you, you just accused i just allison. said you Listen i would me. never
1: do that to allison i mike, know Allison. mike i need like, a little help here you're 30 right allison
8: yeah, you got it. How did you know? Exactly.
1: See, <laughs> See there you go, George saving it for the
0: moment exactly. there. Right? So. Messes it up, and then he has to save Just it. That's when I
8: was 10 <laughs> years old. What do you mean? I you, never have to save it. You came me.
0: down here when you were 10?
8: No, I, he said, I'm 30 years old. I said, yeah, I started this business when I was 10. Exactly. Well, uh, she's a
1: prodigy. She's driven. Uh, that's what I'm saying. She has. That's why we have her on the show. Far more drive than you could ever imagine. 100%. I agree. At 10 years old, I was playing with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You still. I still play with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, enough of that. Allison, tell us about what you do.
6: So, we
8: are in the design and branding space. So, um, that's everything from creating an identity for a company, um, helping them execute their print collateral, their online presence, and any other, you know, supporting marketing material. Um, So, really what that means is we're helping them express their value, um, create enduring relationships and essentially grow their business. So like anything else, we judge a book by their cover. So if someone's looking at your website, pretty sure they've got your competition up in the other tabs. So, um, you know, being Internet pioneers and been doing this since day one, we really understand, you know, how to make your brand shine compared to the others so that it's very easy for someone trying to decide between company A, B, and C um, that who's the company to go with. What
0: do you say to somebody who tells you I'm just starting out and that's way over my head and I really can't afford to think about branding right now. I just need to sell stuff.
8: Well, again, it's the same thing on, about perception. How often have you been shopping in say the grocery store and, um, you're, you're looking at pasta And for one reason or another, you pick something that isn't your normal brand. There's something that it stands out. It says something specific on the box or you like the look of it. Um, Branding is so important. You look at, you know, even the water bottles that we used to drink out of. You've got Yeti people and you've got Hydroflask people. That's all branding. It's all, you know, where you sit in people's minds and how we do it.
0: I'm truly a student of all this, and there's some awesome, great stories that were out there years ago that Chevy couldn't figure out why they couldn't sell Novas in Spanish-speaking countries. I'm sure you're aware of this, right? No, I've never heard that one. Because Nova in Spanish is Nova, which means no go. Why would anybody want to buy a car that (laughs) doesn't go?
1: It doesn't go.
8: Uh, I've never heard that.
1: Allison.
0: What kind of guerrilla tactics would you have for small business owners to brand, to network, to get themselves out there that maybe they haven't thought of?
8: It's really creating relationships. And um, for us, it's been referrals. We have not spent a dime on marketing and advertising because of we take care of our clients. We become an extension of their team. Um, We really get attached to our brands that we create and help evolve and, um, you know, nurturing those relationships along the way and really getting out there and not being afraid to get out there and telling your story and your hows and really wanting to truly help people um, put their best reflection of their self and their business forward. I think um, for us, it really shows we really love and have a passion for what we do every day. I'm blessed and excited because it's something new every day. We have a new brand, a new industry we're working with, and even industries we don't understand. We quickly, quickly learn to understand. People always ask me, well, how do you do it? You just dive in. Like, we had a palm oil manufacturing company come to us years ago. And I go, how do you make them look good? We did it. Um, it's just really you know, getting into the mind of the, the end user, the prospect, their customers, and figuring out what's gonna make them tick and what are they gonna identify with and how are we gonna make that look good. So it's really about not being shy and, and getting out there and um, knowing what you're selling and, and believing in, in your product.
0: Allison, I wanna hear about an I told you so moment where you were working with a customer that fought you on everything you tried to do and I wanna hear the I told you so. <laughs>
8: Um, the, the value of having original art. So um, we had this photographer years ago that was like, no, no, this has got to be the, the photo that we're going to use on the front of our brochure. Huge, major print production. Everything was custom. Thousands and thousands of dollars alone in the design and the printing of this thing. And I kept explaining to them, you know, your, your competitor could come up with this same image. And then people are going to question, wait, wait, am I in the right place? Who is this? Well, one better. It was a a very male driven real estate office. And, um, wouldn't you know it, the next appearance of that same stock, uh, stock photo, um, was on a tampon box. So I got a real good laugh on that. I think they might even be using something similar today, but, um, you know, it gave me every bit of kind of a thrill to say, you know, you've got to be authentic. And we, we have find the same thing today, um, not as often because there's so many resources out there now. This was probably early on in my career, um, many years ago, um, this happened. So it doesn't happen so much anymore, but you guys have all seen it. You You, you can spot a stock image anywhere you see it. Yeah, it's not that hard was, to that miss That was one out of nowadays. them. And then another one was um, probably don't, why should we hire you to do a logo for us? Well, you need something unique and original and something that's going to be timeless. And that really represents your business and, that, you know, people identify with. And they went off to Fiverr and got their $5 logo. And um, more than once they got a comment, oh, is this an adult entertainment company? (laughs) Nice. I was like, yes. Like, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And, you know, we really, you know, find quickly in our discovery calls, you know, whether we're going to be a good fit or not. And that's one thing I've learned along the way is not everybody's your customer. And when you take on the wrong customer, it's not going to be pleasant for anybody. It's going to drag the team down. And um, it's, it's really not helping anybody. So we've learned to, you know, we have the thing internally, NOC, not, not our customer.
0: Allison, we're running out of time. So how would people get to your website? How would they find you?
8: They would go to intersectiononline.com.
0: Is there a phone number?
8: 954-428-8871.
0: Allison, thank you so much for being with us, giving us some valuable information, making us laugh. And I love your I told you so moment.
8: I'm glad you asked. It
0: was fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye bye.
5: When it comes to health coverage, you want solid value from a trustworthy company you can rely on. Florida Blue offers Medicare Advantage plans that can help you get more out of your health coverage. And don't you want more? Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today.
2: Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Your workers' comp specialist. No money down workers' comp. Pay for your coverage as you use it. Non-compliant workers' comp fines from the state of Florida start at $1,000 when you get caught. They will find you. When you have questions and need help, WGP Insurance Services will answer your call. Getting the right coverage can save you thousands of dollars a year. Call 561-953-2007.
7: If rising taxes against your retirement has been a concern of yours, you're not alone. We're Landing Financial Group. I urge you to go and download our complimentary guide. Are you paying too much tax in retirement? At planwithlanding.com. Or you can call us at 561-229-0009. That's planwithlanding.com. Landing Financial Group provides insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through A Wealth Management, LLC.
0: Good morning. This is Alan and George with Secret to My Success, and we have another wonderful guest. George, say something. Something. Say something else. Something else. We're not really getting a whole lot out of George. so We never do. We actually have George Harrison's nephew, right? This is Keith Harrison? Yeah, definitely. Do you have somebody in your family named George?
9: Not that I know of.
0: No? So you're not really George Harrison's nephew? No. no.
9: Not
1: that he not that knows know. of.
0: But you're kind of in the music business. Uh, indirectly, yes.
1: Indirectly. He does a mean karaoke on Monday nights. You think? Yeah, probably.
0: Keith, I do. you don't really
1: do mean karaoke. Ah, he said yes. He does. You, it's Wednesday night, but yeah. Oh, it's Wednesday. Night. Wednesday Sorry, Keith.
0: So we have Keith, who is the CEO of Total Home Technologies, which has, I'm sure, morphed into something from the day you started this was how many years ago?
9: Uh, January second, nineteen ninety-two, because I had a hangover on the first. Yes.
0: Your New Year's resolution was
1: I'm gonna start a business. I'm gonna start yep. a business. Is that what it was? Yeah.
0: And I'm sure yeah. you, you were a hundred percent supported by everybody that you knew and said, "Really, you should quit your job and do this on your own and be poor and homeless for as long as you can." Yes.
9: Well, I was twenty, so it uh, kind of didn't have a lot to lose, you know.
0: That is so the attitude that you need. I've got nothing to lose. I'm 20. I'm at the all-time bottom. I have nowhere to go with up? correct?
9: <laughs> um, I didn't think I was at the bottom. I just <laughs> really felt a need to do it.
0: So tell me about your first customer.
9: Um, I mean, you know what? I can't really remember because it was kind of something I even did as a kid. You know, I always kind of fixed bikes and Keith, everybody
0: remembers their first, okay? Everybody. (laughs) So you had to have a first customer that you actually invoice, billed. Not that you did it for one of your buddies, because in your business, every one of your friends wants you to help them, correct? Oh, of course. So think about the first person that you didn't know that became a customer. Can you remember that far
9: back? Yeah, I can.
0: Okay. Tell me about that person.
9: Um, he came into my dilapidated garage, you know, um, that I was renting and, um, was a great guy. His name is Bob and Bob and I became friends, um, because he came in so often he became like, you know, one of our best customers right away. And, um, yeah, he really, uh, he, he was a great guy to deal with. And, uh, it was a lot of fun because it was like the first time that wasn't, it wasn't a friend. It wasn't somebody I knew that walked in the door, you know?
0: And you had to win and earn their trust in order to be the guy that was going to do their work. I did. Okay, excellent. I own a payroll company, and at one point I had to convince somebody to use us and that we were really good at this. Yeah. Nobody in my yeah. office knows who that company was. And it's funny <laughs> that they're actually still with us 12 years later, which is a great testament. But So, Keith, let's talk about the worst customer you've ever had the person that made you crazy drove you nuts let's hear about it
9: um the worst customers or customer or customers in general all have the same thing in common it's the ones that don't communicate okay um yeah it's the ones where they just you know leave an angry message or send a cryptic email telling you they're unhappy but you don't know why um and uh, and then you call them and say, Hey, what's going on? and they haven't set up didn't answer their phone and didn't set up their voicemail. That seems to be my common frustration of my worst customer.
0: I used to be an executive recruiter and the one thing that we used to tell people is that where we will have the greatest disconnect and pain is if we are not traveling at the same speed. If you are running and I'm walking, you're going to hate me. If you're walking and I'm running, you're still gonna hate me. So we used to explain to customers, I need to know the speed in which you're going so that I could go there with you so that we have the best experience that you could ever have in this industry. So tell me, what do you tell people to get them to communicate better with you?
9: Um, I just try to, you know, we have people that answer the phone, which is unusual in my industry. Like, hey, there's a person that if you call, works for me and picks up the phone and We'll get somebody on the line for you right away. We have, uh, you know, you can access us through email. You can access through our website. I mean, I just leave a thousand ways to open. Uh, and maybe here's a kind of a direct answer to your question. One of the things I do is when we wake up in the morning and start our day, you find out how many people called and hung up, and we call them all back.
0: <laughs> Great. Does it ever work? Um,
9: Yes, it absolutely 100% works. I've made huge sales off of one-second hang-ups. Somebody was just calling and didn't think we were there at you know, 11 o'clock at night. Didn't leave a message because people don't leave messages. And I just called the number back and said, hey, I so saw you called last night. Um, I'm Keith, there's something I can help you with. And it's absolutely it absolutely works. We do it all the time now. It's kind of part of our morning.
0: 20 years in your industry is of biblical proportion. You have probably had a whole lot of... Uh, competitors that have come and gone in and out of the marketplace. What mm-hmm. separates you?
9: Um, you know, it's funny. I see most of the competitors that have left were the big box stores. Uh, when I started, it was the early '90s, and it was the times of, if you in this region, it was you know Crazy Eddie's and the Wiz and Tokyo Shapiro. Uh, Did you have that up that- there? What's that? Tokyo Shapiro.
0: Did you guys have that up there?
9: No, I don't know that one.
0: They had one in Connecticut. It was a big box, Tokyo Shapiro, and there's this little Jewish-Japanese guy. Oh, I slice
9: precious all the time.
0: It was actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs>
9: um, but people used to come into my store, and they were concerned that, wow, this is not really a nice store. <laughs> I mean, it's as nice as I can make it, but it's not a, you know, at that time, it wasn't beautiful. Uh, It was the best I could do. And they would look at me and say, well, what happens if you got hit by a bus? Which is the nice way of saying, what happens if you go out of business? And how did you respond? How did you overcome that? Um, How I overcame it was I just noticed how many big box stores closed. You know, the Circuit Cities and the 6th Avenue Electronics and the Crazy Eddie's. And I just started rattling off names of stores that I knew that were in this industry or related. Uh, Comp USA, Computer City, all gone. Correct. They're all gone. Um, but And I said, you know, if you think about it, you have a better chance of a big box store going out of business than a little local.
1: This is true. And considering that, um, you know, you were running your own business, uh, last year was a really interesting time for a lot of
9: businesses. How did that affect yours? Um, well, you know, we can we can speak in the past now. I mean, how I thought it was going to affect my business, you know, day one, week one, month one is a lot different than what actually happened. Um, a lot of good news there. A lot of good news in a bad situation. Um, the government allowed us to work. We were deemed, you know, mandatory because we, you know, do internet and networking in homes, and that was really needed, so we were allowed to continue to work. Um, It wasn't easy, though, because we had to keep people separated, and some people didn't want us in their homes, or we'd have to go work in empty houses that we were trying to finish construction on or things like that, Um, but in general, what, what what we do, people wanted more of because they were home more often whether it's watching TV or more Wi-Fi, you
0: know? Keith, somebody comes to you and says, well, I could do all this stuff. I could pick and match all this stuff on uh, Amazon, and I could do it myself. So your price is too expensive.
9: Yeah, all the time. What do you tell them? All the time. What do you tell them? All the time. I say, you know, I change the oil in my car anymore because it's become very specialized. And I could never... You can never be good at something. You can never be the best at something or even good at something the very first time you do it. It takes practice. If you put a, if you put technology in your home, and you're the person that installed it, you probably understand it because you, by nature, set it up so you understand it at a different level than the rest of your family. So you may put it in and it may work great for you because you understand, oh, I do this for this and I do this for this and I do this for this, but that's not going to be the case for the rest of your family. And the difference between a professional system and somebody that buys a bunch of stuff on the internet and installs it themselves is one, a professional system needs no instructions. You hand it to somebody, you don't have to say anything, and they know how to use everything. And self-installed systems or DIY just don't work like that. They Keith, you
0: need, you need to give them the answer next time. You could probably buy wire and bend it yourself and make paper <laughs> clips, but you're probably better off going to a professional organization that's going to give you a box because by the time you're done, if you think about the cost value of your time putting it in, what might take you 75 hours, my team's probably going to get it done within 15, and it's going to sound amazing.
9: Another thing i say is this, uh, I have a degree in aerospace engineering, I've done this my entire life, and it still soaks up all of my time and energy to be great at it every day.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's a good rhetorical comeback as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: is that really what your degree is in? It is. Fantastic. Keith, how would anybody find you on the internet, call you, reach out to you, because you provide these services in many different locations, correct?
9: Uh, our, we're located in the Metro New York area. So, you know, Manhattan, Central Jersey, North Jersey is our primary areas. And we have three showrooms in those areas. Um, We're on the internet at www.totalhome.tech, T-E-C-H. Um, Our phone number is 877-550-5150. And even though we're physically located in the North Jersey area, we consult and work on projects, you know, all around the country and all around the globe, I've done projects in the French Alps, uh, you know, Miami, uh, L.A., etc. Um, the majority of our work is done in the metro New York area. Okay. Keith,
0: we thank you so much for being on the air with us. We appreciate your story, your advice, your information, and we want to wish you the best.
1: Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show.
0: Mike, anything else you want to say?
2: You should turn on your mic. I'm going to be about as verbose as uh, as George this morning. So, hey, it's nice to have uh, heard from you, Keith, and it's always great to be a part of this program. The, the secret That's... to my success right here on Legends 100.3. Thank you, Mike. That was really good. Anytime, kids. I'm sorry we woke you up. Hey, it's early. I was repelling yesterday. I bet Nineteen. you were. 19 stories.
0: Raised money. It's a good day. I think it was more you got caught in somebody's bedroom and you had to jump out before he shot you. I was nineteen.
2: Look, potato potato. All right? I mean, we all we have to put spin on things.
0: I, I absolutely agree. Gotcha. Thanks again, Mike. We're glad you landed softly. Me too. Thank you.
2: WGP Insurance Services. Most people don't know. When your workers' comp coverage is canceled or lapses, your insurance carrier notifies the state of Florida you have no coverage. They make it really easy for the state to find you. The state will find you, too. Please make sure you are covered. Fine Start at $1,000. They have the right to order you to show your bank statements and all related documents. It is cheaper and easier to get the most affordable coverage with no money down. Call 561
5: call apple insurance at 888 my blue eight today to speak to a licensed agent about your medicare advantage options that's 888 my blue eight apple insurance and florida blue call 888 my blue eight today florida
2: blue is an independent license of the blue cross and blue shield association
7: if rising taxes against your retirement has been a concern of yours you're not alone we're Landing Financial Group. I urge you to go and download our complimentary guide. Are you paying too much tax in retirement? At planwithlanding.com. Or you can call us at 561-229-0009. That's planwithlanding.com. Landing Financial Group provides insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through A Wealth Management, LLC.
0: Good morning. Thank you for being here with us on this wonderful Saturday morning. Secret to my success. My name is Alan Bornstein. I am here with George Say Something. Hi. Hi. I'm glad that changed. Luis Salisea, you're with us.
6: Oh, hello. Oh, how's everybody?
0: We're good. How are you doing, Louis?
6: Good, man.
0: Excellent. So, we have a pretty special guest here this morning. A former NFL center that spent 16 years in the league with a bunch of different teams for those of you in south florida you might remember him as our center jeff dallenbach jeff welcome
4: thank you happy to be with you well
0: thanks for being here so jeff 16 years how many teams
4: i played with uh, five teams uh, first 10 were here with the dolphins uh new england a year green bay three philadelphia and seattle
0: so, I always say the first day of everything is awful. So, you had to go through all these different teams in your first day learning everybody's new system, trying to figure out how they want to do it. How did that affect you?
6: Uh,
4: well, you're exactly right. The first day, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things uh, that, you know, pull you in different directions. Uh, you know, you're anxious, you're excited. Uh, you go in and you know, you try to keep your mouth shut to hear and learn what they're already doing, but you know, you kinda know some things don't really work that
6: way and you uh, learn some new tricks along the way. So
4: excellent. Jeff
6: Jeff, I got sixteen years in the NFL league, that's a tough I mean, how do you stay in shape? I mean, what do you do to you know, sixteen years, that's like a way above the average player. I mean, what did you do? I mean obviously you do has to a lot to do with it, but you'll have to be in great shape.
4: Yeah, you know, it's a uh, right around the time I was coming into League 85, it started changing a little from the old school um uh, you know, you play football for the season and then you go and, you know, do your rest of your life wherever, doing your thing and then show up for training camp. It started uh, more of off-season conditioning, working out, doing things. and I just always believed in you know, that that was very important. Uh, I spent a lot of time of, in the offseason. I would, you know, even before the team workouts would start, I would kind of do what I called my country club workouts at that time and worked on flexibility and just uh, didn't really let my weight get out of control, you know, during that time. So I'd have to lose 30 pounds going back to training camp, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think uh, some of that, you know, helped. It, uh, You know, luck, obviously, Goes a long way, and you know, just uh, very fortunate that nothing uh, too bad ever happens.
0: Jeff, awesome. when did you retire?
4: I retired in two thousand. Your choice. Um, it was of my course. choice.
8: Six. Uh, Sixteen years. Of I herniated
4: a disc in my low back, and you know the doctors said you know you can come back from this. Uh, the teams were still you know asking if i was still interested in playing that. Right? I really felt at that time that somebody was telling me it's time to uh, make the move and you know 16 years is enough and time to uh, go on into the next chapter.
0: So let's talk about the next chapter. How did you transition 16 years in the NFL to going in and being your own business owner? Well, I think
6: the
4: uh, the first uh, part of the transition uh, for a year or so was okay. I'm I'm done got a lot of life left uh going to do things kind of sat back and did uh, some of the some things that I just wanted to do that I didn't have time I liked the outdoors so uh, I like to hunt and fish so also I had falls back so I could go do some of the things that I didn't do for a long time but uh after about a year maybe a year and a half of that mentality um at home wife and kids were saying get out of here you're bothering us so I had to find something to do so that's something uh, you know kind of bounced around, thinking of a few different things. and um, ultimately, I ended up getting into uh, did a little coaching, and then uh, got into the uh, um, financial world and uh, built up a pretty decent book over about a I guess a seven year period, and uh, was able to actually walk away from that.
0: So you're now involved in a family business, you were saying, with your kids?
4: Yes, uh, my, my three boys started up a business, uh, property maintenance, landscaping. Uh, I guess they've been in it for about six, seven years. And um, again, they didn't want me sitting around the house, so they pulled me in with them. And um, I come out and play around in the dirt every day. So I'm having fun, driving some of the equipment and uh, do a lot of, lot of errands for them. So I'm kind of working for my kids. I guess we always do that, but now I'm officially working for my kids. So.
0: How's that working out?
4: It's actually working out very well. I, they're they're very good at what they do, and I just try to stay out of the way. So.
0: Fantastic. Louie, I know I cut you off. What do you got?
6: No, I just wanted to ask him, uh, where's the business at? And, and exactly, golf courses, houses, what what exactly does it? do? They,
4: uh, they do a little bit of everything. It's a lot of uh, uh, residential, some small commercial, a uh, couple of big commercial accounts. And uh you know they each kind of have' there's three boys they each have their own little piece of what they do. The youngest son is really the um't really want to say the boss, but he kind of is he's more the you know numbers uh, money manager mentality he was in the financial world with me doing an internship when uh, the business exploded, so he walked away from the financial world too and decided to you know run his own business brought his two brothers into it uh, the oldest son pretty much runs lawn crews and you know, maintenance type stuff. And second son is more uh, hands on, uh, you know, landscaping, uh, irrigation, and uh, pretty much overall troubleshooting type stuff. So they all have their own little niche and uh, they get along very well. And like I said, I try to stay out of the way and just uh, help them wherever I can.
0: Sometimes working with family is a little bit difficult.
4: Have it they... is a little it's a little bit of a different uh, world than uh, you know coming from corporate financial type stuff uh you know now you got family uh you know you, you take care of each other and help each other it's a great thing but sometimes you know brothers you know, son father uh, relationships uh, get stressed a little bit
0: but you're working through it
4: working through it and uh, and, and love doing it so it's uh, it makes it all worthwhile
0: You've never had to threaten that I'm going to take you down, tackle you, go old school on you—nothing like that.
6: Um, you know, kids, kids try you. <laughs> <laughs> no success.
4: That's right. Yeah, so so far I've been able to hold my own, but uh, I'm sure there's going to come that day. So.
0: Well, if I remember correctly, how tall are you? Like six five? I'm 6'6". 6'6". six. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut off an inch. Yeah.
4: three hundred plus. I'm uh, I'm I'm about three thirty right now. So. Good for you. What? That's
6: awesome. Yeah, need
4: to drop about thirty pounds, but uh, that's a, that's a whole other story. So.
0: Well, we could talk about that on next show. But let's talk about fundraiser you're running. Tell us what you've got going on.
4: Right, yeah, we um, actually started up a, a family foundation a few years back. I've always been very big in the community and trying to give back. For uh, sixteen years, I did a golf tournament for the Westboro YMCA and uh, raised a lot of money, uh, made a lot of contacts there. Um, Some things changed hands and different stuff, so I stepped away from that. And uh, four years ago, a lot of the same people came around and said, hey, you know, we're good at what we did. We like doing it. Let's, uh, you know, start a golf tournament. And at that time, I got some help and said, you know, how do you do this the right way? And we set up the Dellenbach Foundation. And we've been helping kids in dire need and veterans, first responders, uh, put a big emphasis on trying to be able to be mobile, not get tied up with a lot of red tape that a lot of the big guys end up doing. That we want to move fast. That if we hear of a veteran that's struggling, you know, we're not going to come in with, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, but we might be able to come in with, you know, a couple hundred or whatever keep them from falling through the cracks and get them to the big programs that they need to be in and, uh, just keep them off the streets for that short period of time or, you know, kids that, uh, just maybe mom and dad don't have the right insurance and have an issue that they can't get a procedure done or something. We step in and try to help them out. So, you know, love, love doing that. Love helping out with the kids, the veterans, you know, the way the world is today. Uh, you know, veterans uh, don't have, as much support as I believe they need. So we do a lot there. And in particular, we have uh, this Monday is our fourth annual golf tournament since we started up the foundation. And uh, fortunately, we're we're sold out. But we do have a golf ball drop that we are still selling golf balls to, which uh, BSO is going to fly over with their helicopter and drop a bunch of golf balls that have numbers on them. And the one that's closest to the hole or goes in the hole is going to win uh, $1,500. Hey, Louie, what about... Where's
6: this, tournament? Where's this tournament at?
4: The tournament is at uh, Weston Hills.
6: Weston Hills, nice place. Hey, Louie. I to what you're doing, yes.
0: I think we should have you out there holding the flag when they drop the balls.
6: <laughs> that would be an awesome idea with a big-ass helmet that says Red Sox, huh? <laughs> I, I'm not sure Alan was meaning with a helmet.
0: No, of course, without a helmet. But yeah, of
6: Louis. Course, no. Louis, no, would... I, I, I can relate, Jeff. I, I do. A, I do also have a foundation, and I do run a golf tournament. Uh, it, this will be my fifth or sixth year, so I know the work that you have to put in and the effort. But I know how rewarding it is when you hand out, you know, the checks. I, mine is a little bit different. Mine for uh, kids, uh, parents who can't afford uh, tuition for kids in college. So I can definitely relate when you giving them, you know. The money for help them out for tuition. How rewarding that is! So, I, awesome that you're doing that. I really like. I really. got yeah, to hear gonna that.
4: tell you, there, there's nothing better than putting a smile on a kid's face. So, you know, it's yeah. all it's very much worth it. And, uh, like I said, I love doing it.
0: Well, Jeff, we're all running out of time. We really appreciate you being with us, sharing your story. Now, if anybody wanted to reach out to your family business and landscaping, how would they get you?
4: If you look us up, uh, you know, Google us or anything, Deluxe Property Maintenance. And uh, my son Dylan, like I said, is kind of the ringleader. That the number is his, and uh, he will get right back with you, and uh, you know, try to meet your needs. Fantastic!
0: Thanks for being here. Don't hang up. We want to talk to you offline. Appreciate your help. Thank you so much, and all that you're doing for local kids and our veterans. It's just a great, great program you've put together. Uh,
4: uh, well, thank you. I appreciate being on.
2: Thanks for listening to The Secret to My Success on Legends 100.3. Tune in next week for more from Alan, George, Lewis, and their spectacular guests. Find the secret to your success.